0: Control-Alt-Delete with Mitch Joel. Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk on show 97.7.
1: Good morning. It's 11 minutes after 7 o'clock, and I've got Mitch Joel on the line from his home this morning here in Montreal. Good morning, Mitch. Hey,
0: Terry. Well, and I've got you on the line from... You're home. This That's right.
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're uh, both uh, isolating and uh, doing what we're supposed to do. Correct, Mitch? Wouldn't you say?
0: We're, we're, I think you and I have done an excellent job of staying <laughs> in place and at the same time catching a lot on social media about those who aren't.
1: Yeah, I um, I'm I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to be nice. Everybody is uh, patients are getting a little thin and uh when i signed on this morning i said you know we're all in this together we we all gotta we all gotta help each other and we've all got a small part to do um and uh you know when you compare it to other things that have happened to people in the past it really isn't a lot to ask to get people to stay at home and uh people are coming up with creative waves on saturday night i we got all excited jess and i were invited to a trivia game that was organized by um, my um, uh, niece in uh, Peterborough. Um, not really my niece, but a longtime friend who's, uh, uh, whose daughter that I you know was there from the minute she was born. She organized with her husband a trivia game that involved families from Toronto, from Peterborough, from Ottawa, us here in Montreal. Uh, we got showered and shaved, poured a drink, and uh, all got on Skype and had a ball for a couple hours. It was really a lot of fun.
0: That seems to be the way we are connecting. I mean, if it's not six feet apart uh, outside on the street with some sort of local neighbors, it seems to be that video has saved uh, the stars, I believe, is the (laughs) way we should probably rename that song. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah,
0: We're doing a lot of virtual playdates here. We have uh, sort of standing meetings for some of the groups that I'm friends with, for some of my author friends, for some of my speaker friends. And it has been one of the uh, saving graces, I think, for many families is – the ability to be connected. And I think it's been amazing, too, from the video perspective, because it really has created a critical mass. We're getting, you know, really young kids and sitting with them on our laps and trying to get them to speak to friends and and neighbors and family members. And even, you know, if I don't get a request or two a day from uh, people with elderly parents asking me about things like, should I get them an iPad or a laptop? What's the best way to get them connected? Uh, So hopefully this moment in time will, one, We've used technology and video, but to also remind us that it's important to sort of check in on each other here and there. It
1: feels good. Yeah, I've never used FaceTime so much with my mom and dad as I have in the last couple of weeks. Uh, So many of us are on Zoom. I wanted to ask you, Mitch, about. Uh, There's a lot of this online this morning, the FBI warning that Zoom can be easily hacked and there was a story this morning I read of a guy who was doing a presentation with uh, 40 people and suddenly somebody began to draw male genitals on the screen and they couldn't figure out what was happening until they realized they had been hacked. Is this an issue?
0: It is an issue, but it's an evolving issue. One okay. is, let's be honest, it was that guy's boss. We all know that, but put <laughs> that aside for a second. Yeah. Uh, no. um, yeah, so they're calling this Zoom bombing, which is basically someone popping in who's uninvited. How does that happen? Well, prior to uh, yesterday, actually, where Zoom made a lot of changes – Understand that this is a company that was doing well, well-funded for sure, but suddenly there are hundreds of millions of people on it. The CEO was very gracious in the early days of the virus in uh, offering the service 100% free to anybody from K to grade 12. And so, yeah, stuff is happening where, just like anything, anytime you yeah. have something big, people try to break it. right and for sure it was broken some of the things they've done as of literally yesterday are one uh, you have to use a passcode to get into the room now which is so basically if i'm setting up a zoom for you terry i'd have to give you a passcode which can be a bunch of digits or whatever it is Mm -hmm. Uh, two is they have a feature called waiting room which you didn't have to have defaulted as on which is everybody comes into this waiting room and then you as the moderator add them in so if you don't know who they are You don't have to add them in and they're not on the call. Now, again, these were not needed. So essentially, I could give you my Zoom. You could pop on and we're live. But as of yesterday, CEO made an apology, said we are scaling to, you know, obviously cater to the millions and millions of people who are using this. And now they are defaulting certain settings. So one is if you are using Zoom. Make sure today is going to be a different day for you. People aren't going to be able to just hop on. And two, I will give credit to the company. One, in handling the bandwidth and the sheer volume of people coming into it. And two, for sort of saying, look, this is a problem. Everything is hackable, but we're going to put in some steps that make it harder to do.
1: What, uh, what have you, you've got kids at home, uh, Mitch, how have you been handling it? I, there were a couple of closures on the weekend after, uh, people, uh, were, uh, there were just too many people at Park Jean Drapeau and up on the mountain, they've closed the parking lots and closed off the area to try and reduce the crowds. Uh, what have you been doing in terms of, of fresh air and social distancing? What's your advice?
0: Look, the reality is, is I've spent my lifetime trying to avoid crowds, so I've got some really <laughs> strong strategies. Look, yeah. <laughs> we, we know which parks are going to be busy. We know which streets are going to be busier. So we tend to stick to other streets. Okay, Now, if you live on a very, very busy street, I get it. Get out of that sort of street as soon as possible. People, again, you know, we walk here through, you know, the Westmont, NDGU, that whole area. There's tons of streets that are completely dead. It's just people tend to congregate into busy areas. Uh, the parks, you know, we're very fortunate that we have a park very close to us that's a bit sort of a, a more of a hidden gem, I would say. Mm-hmm. And we just keep our distance. So if we see it's really busy, we'll head back home, maybe grab the scooters and go to an area that isn't busy. Uh, and that's just been the strategy that we've been deploying for this. And I have to say, it's been kind of easy for sure it's also yeah. timing
1: is so that once in the
0: morning is later that what, in the day
1: yeah is that once a day
0: we try to do at least twice again it's dependent yeah. on the weather but right my running joke is it still kind of feels like prison where you're like you get an hour of sunshine every day <laughs> yeah. you know okay. right
1: and 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 how are you keeping the kids busy because uh tell people how many kids you got and what they're doing to stay busy because i i think yeah. you know a lot of people would be curious as to how you're handling it
0: Well, we've got three and they're really young. They range from kindergarten up to grade six. And you know, some of them have homeschooling, which has been really good. The challenge I find with homeschooling is that they wind up being on the computer in their room all day, which I don't think that that's so good either. Right. Um, and it's basically a sort of tag team affair between my wife and I and, and the work that has to get done. And then you're, you're you're scrambling. You're looking at things like board games, big fans of Uno in this house. Uh, there's just lo- there is lots of things and projects to do get them involved in things like getting the meals ready, uh, all that sort of stuff. So we it's been fine. If anything, I don't feel like I have a ton of free time. And the big thing here is we're always pushing the reading. So we're big on reading here. I read a ton. Uh, expect our kids to read a ton. And it doesn't have to be books. It could be comic books. It could be whatever else. And we're just trying to make the day flow by.
1: You've got some suggestions for reading too. Uh, you sent me a list, a couple of them caught my eye including a book called the art of silliness and the war stillness, of not oh i'm sorry I'm, 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 i didn't have my glasses on the art of stillness <laughs> and the war of art which is a turnaround on the art of war of course um these are business books that you want to recommend
0: Nonfiction. Yeah, Pico Iyer wrote this amazing book called *The Art of Stillness*. He's an amazingly fascinating character. I believe he lives in Japan now, but he is very in tune with humanity. He was a travel journalist for many years, still is, and he wrote this small book for TED, based off of a talk that he gave there. And it's just a really good, well-written book. Very short, very simple, to help you sort of rethink or or or, or sort of visualize what you really need to focus on, and I just found it to be an amazing book, and he wrote it years before any of this ever happened, and The War of Art is exactly that. It was a play off of the book The Art of War by Stephen Pressfield, and Steve Pressfield is just an incredible author. He writes uh, uh, fiction, but using nonfiction. of ev- Based events, So very historical things, but he also writes about the art of writing. And I would argue that this book, The War of Art, is one of his best books about how to get started or get over the hump. It is written primarily as a book for writers, but it is more than applicable to anybody trying to start something, whether it's a work or another creative project. Um, and the other thing I really love about this book, too, is it's quite short, but it's very, very impactful. It really makes you rethink everything. I mean, he takes procrastination to a whole other level in this book. He calls it the resistance. And literally everything that you're doing besides creating is a force that is resisting you from doing the work you're supposed to do. It's a great book.
1: You sent me a list of eight, and we will put them up uh, along with your conversation, as we always do, at com after uh, 9 o'clock this morning. And just so you know, I'd love to read a book called The Art of Silliness. Um, What's your, (laughs) what's your, uh, what's your, your app of the week? I highly, highly recommend this. You sent me the link last night. I clicked on it. I watched three minutes of it, and I'm telling you, At 10 o'clock when I get off the air, it's the first thing I'm going to do is watch all 40 minutes of it. Tell people what it is.
0: So the TED conference, TED.com, has started to do, if not daily, very frequently. uh, Chris Anderson, who's the curator and head of TED, will have these very impactful interviews. And one of the first ones he did in the series was with Bill Gates. And the title of it was How We Must Respond to the Coronavirus Pandemic. What people may or may not know, they go, oh, What does this philanthropist and Microsoft co-founder know about uh, epidemiology and this whole thing? And the truth is a lot, a lot more than most doctors, not only through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but just by his own voracious studying of this. I was in attendance five or six years ago when he gave his infamous TED Talk where he talked about this idea of a pandemic impacting all of us. He was literally almost spot on about what it is. And in this new sort of interview that he does with Chris Anderson, which already has four and a half million views since it was released a couple uh, days ago, is really powerful, especially if people are talking about things like, isn't this enough? Haven't we shut down enough? Uh, What about this whole herd immunity he puts all of this to rest in a very, very powerful and compelling way with data and science and no fake news and no sort of conjecture. So if you really want to understand why we're doing what we're doing, I recommend you watch this Bill Gates, Ted Connects uh, interview. And then once you're there, you'll see some other fabulous ones. There's one with uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, which is one of the books I recommended called The Big Magic, where she talks about isolation, creativity. Fantastic series, but the Bill Gates one really, for those who are questioning what the government is doing, please watch this.
1: The link will be up at showm.com after nine o'clock this morning. Mitch, uh, thanks very much for the advice, the tips, and uh, stay safe. We'll talk to you next Monday.
0: till next Monday, Terry, stay safe and stay inside.
1: All right, thanks very much. Mitch Joel on social media and tech uh, with us every Monday morning. It's seven twenty-four.